0: Hello everyone, uh, welcome to Grecian's Gossip. We are uh, slightly uh, depleted here today, Dave and uh, Howard are, are off. Um, but no fear, because uh, myself, Jeremy Hawkins and Daniel Clock Hello. is here today to uh, run the show, uh, which must go on as they say. Um, Daniel, we were sat here two weeks ago, wondering where the points were going to come from with these horrible run of fixtures. Here we are, we've beaten Knox County and Coventry City, um, Where's it all gone right? Well, I think I
1: mean, both games have sort of been fairly crucial. That they they scored early and they took the lead in both games. And as we've seen this season, it seems to be a case that they, you know once they get ahead, they don't. There's not many games I can think of where they've you know gone on and lost from the lead. I think the Crawley they were winning away and. Collapsed a little bit there and lost, but I think every, pretty much every other game that they've got that first goal, they've you know they've taken the lead, they've you know gone on to either win the game or hold on for a draw, and yeah, you know, and they've you know, they've also you know, there's also been they've struggled to chase games as well, particularly if you you're you know, setting up with a slightly more defensive lineup than we've seen perhaps in previous seasons, so getting the early goal against Coventry. Was crucial, and again, they got an early goal against Notts County last week. And um, well, they weren't built on it, they got the second as well. And you know, it, it gave them something to hold on to. And they, you know, I mean, it was perhaps a little tighter than it needed to be, but they saw out the game quite well. And it was it was a really big win that Notts County won, not just because of the fact that it keeps them in the playoffs and if they would lost, they'd have dropped out outside you know outside the playoffs and then having to, to chase points but also it drags Notts County back into it into a you know a second automatic promotion spot is up for grabs when a few weeks ago we were sort of look thinking Luton and Notts County is sort of you know is stretching away, they've got that gap. Now Notts County just slipped up a little bit until they lost again last night due to one of the bizarre penalty decisions or decisions from the goalkeeper to kick someone in open play in stoppage time in the penalty box uh, which has to be seen to be believed almost but now they're sort of you know they're only a couple of points ahead having played two games more than other sides and you know if to win they're, well, they will have two games in hand by the time they play Forest Green next week they win those
0: both games and they'll go second and you know that's you can't really argue with that really no I think for me, the most impressive thing about City this season is how well they've been able to see games out. Um, we won, what was it, the first four or five home games, 1-0, with yeah. relatively early goals. and you know. To, I always said the Notts County game, I think whoever gets the first goal is always cliche, but if City get it, you'd always back them to to hold on. If Notts County get it, you think it's going to be a long afternoon. Um, but I don't think I was alone when Notts County got the goal back uh panicking and fearing the worst as we saw last season um at Meadow Lane throwing away a two goal lead. Um but having said that it looks like you know City had the chances. I think Stockley at the bar and the post um later on in the game uh despite Kevin Nolan apparently claiming they completely dominated the second half. Um so it was a brilliant result for the club. It gives them massive confidence and um as you said, it really pulls Notts County back into it now. He still fancy Luton to to not only get promoted but to win the league. But it was a massive result for Wickham, Accrington, uh commentary all winners as well. Um, so it really shows that you know they actually can compete with the best because I think earlier on in the season when we lost to commentary, Notts County, and Luton thinking, okay, we can beat the the, the teams we should down the bottom of the league but it can't really compete with the top teams but um uh, that's been completely reversed in the last couple of weeks and um you say we can go up to, you know, second or third, but um with known game on Saturday of course due to the FA Cup. Uh meant to be playing New Oval Town obviously but they're playing um uh, a little club called Manchester United in the FA Cup Friday night. Could end up dropping down all the way to ninth. Yeah, and I suppose that sort of just you know the
1: fact that the, it shows obviously that Notts County win just a little bit extra importance that they got the three points there because you know had they not got that you know game then you sort of you know and the results you know there's a few games at Quinton, you know Mike would fancy their chances at Crawley you'd think you know Swindon owned a Crew you'd think they'd win Mansfield at Morecambe they'd probably fancy getting something from that. You could have then looked at a situation where, you know, okay, you've got the two games in hand, but you you, you know you have sort of three, maybe four, five points off the playoffs, which leading you into a situation where you, you've got to win those games in hand just to to catch up because it's all very tight around there. But you don't really want to be at any stage more than a win behind you know that target place that you you've got into, and it's obviously with. You know, you see, they're in a bit of a, you know, difficult run of games. Obviously, Forest Green picked up a little bit since, you know, they're still down at the bottom. but They're just forms picking up a little bit. They're scoring goals. And then, obviously, it's... They've got that trip to Luton, which is going to be, you know, a, a very difficult to, to get anything out of that one. Probably, you know, you you might pencil in a defeat there. And then, obviously, you know, a couple of home, you know, home games against Wickham the week after. And then to a sort of, a run of you got three trips to the north of the country, north up, away trips in ten days, which you know, okay, the sides I think you know, I think it's Morecambe and Grimsby and Crew. or Port Vale, I think it's in there actually instead of Morecambe but all that they're three games that you'd look at and you go, on paper probably sh- you'd fancy winning two of them, but you know the fact that three long trips in the space of ten days plus a home game in between as well. That's you know it's going to take its toll in some way you'd probably you know see yourself dropping points and you know you don't want to get into a difficult run, and then all of a sudden when it gets a little bit easier at the end of the season, you might almost be chasing it too much rather than in a position at the minute where you can afford a loss every so often just and you'll still be in in and around you know in the playoffs and effectively in the top three once the games in hand have been played but you know, obviously, I don't think Exeter would want to, to go into that game against Forest Green in, in ninth spot in the league. But if they are, they, you know, it's in a case that it's it's in their own hands that they can they can you know, leap back up to where they should be. That you know, with Yeovil at home and Forest Green at home, the the game's in hand. You'd look at that and you'd say you'd write four points bare minimum what you'd want from those two, and you know that would get them back up. And obviously, a, does give extra just a little bit of a break in the season obviously 10 days off without a game you know chance for a few players to come back from injuries you know i don't think jordan Taylor, and troy Bryan are too far far away so the, you know the 10 day break might mean we see them next wednesday night but if not you know they, you know it just allows anyone with a few minor injuries i think you know lee holmes and Hiram Boateng can just recover a little
0: bit and you know be fully fresh for that next run of difficult games. Mm, could be interesting to see the players that, that come back and there'll be a lot of eyes on various games on Saturday. Um so a quick word on the, the under 23s who um picked up a, a one or draw with Hull City on Monday. Um it's look like a strong team from um Tisdale or, or Matt Taylor who who's in charge of that side of course and it looks like it's a competition uh taken seriously. Yeah, I mean obviously you can see some of the players playing, it's as an
1: element of giving them some game time, the likes of Matt Jay, Liam and Linden, haven't you know, Alex Byrne, another one, you know, haven't played a lot of uh, football in recent weeks, so you know, gives them a game. Obviously Kyle Edwards and Kane Wilson they played as well, obviously coming back from from a lone spell again, not having played games time and I think actually they'll probably be a little disappointed that, that they only drew the game at because I think they, they won away at Hull earlier in the season and, you know, it was a chance really to, you know, to stretch the lead in the group and sort of, you know, on the verge of you know of going through. I think just looking at the groups, I think Exeter are the only non-Premier League side at this stage who are top of the group and the only one at this point who are, you know, the only non-Championship side, or only any non-Premier League or Champions side who aren't bottom of the group. So that says a lot about the academy that they're, you know, they're competing with these you know Premier League besides okay you might not think too much of Brighton Hull and Sunderland's academies but you know they've got good players in there you you think to be on their books so you know they've got some experience around there as well and to be top of the group with two games to go is uh, a position you know I think you take you know definitely as it is I mean they've got a chance of, of going through getting into the knockout stages and you know you know, getting some good games. I don't think. Fortunately, I think the next two games, the final two games, don't sort of feel, you know, fit, you know, sort of or land too well for Exeter. They've got a Sunday game, the day after a game, and then I think it's the three. You know, the midweek that they've got three, and well, you know, I think at the end of February, start of March. The you only know, midweek they've got three. They've got the other game, so it's. You know, it might be that for the next two games, you can't quite put out such a strong side, but. Again, it gives a chance for the youngsters to step up and show what they can do, and you know, so far they haven't let anyone down. And you know, you sort of think you're sort of looking, okay. Obviously, we've, you know, Ethan Ampadu's obviously come through the ranks. He's you know, in and around the Chelsea squad, and Ollie Watkins is obviously you know, tearing it up for Brentford at the minute. And there's a lot of others of them as well. And you're sort of looking, okay, this is a chance for these guys to to make their name. You know. And impressed watching Premier League and Championship managers who you know he'll be there for their their under 23s, but a good performance they could put in, you know,
0: they might take a look and go, you know what, we need this guy in our squad. Mm. And during that draw against Hull, there was, of course, a debut for Ryan Loft, who's joined on loan um, until the end of the season from Tottenham Hotspur, a striker. Uh, 20 years old. Uh, he's been on loan at Braintree and Stevenage, I believe, and didn't look like he perhaps got off to you know what he would have liked there. Didn't score a goal, I understand, but he's got a few for the Tottenham's development squad. Despite this, Dan, he's got a bit of a mixed reception. Sounds like a, another target man. It's yeah. not really, what City need.
1: I think that's more it's yeah it's not so much the player himself that there seems to be a bit of a backlash against it's the the style of play or so what you know what the scouting reports on him have said I mean obviously they've got Jaden Stockley up there they've got Ryan you know, Robbie Simpson and Ryan Brunt, you know two players who are coming back to to fitness I think mean, Simpson's been in a, in a few squads and obviously played a couple of under 23 games so I, you know, he's he's probably back to full fitness, but you know, adding a, a fourth, you know, on the face of it, similar kind of player, you know, a big man out front, you know, he's possibly gonna prefer the ball in the air rather than to the feet. You sort of, you sort of feel there's an element of do we need this number of players who, you know, are all essentially the same, and it, you know, there's all there's been a little bit of a. You know, a few murmurs of discontent about City perhaps playing a bit long you know, a bit more long ball this season than they have in recent times and you know, if you're gonna play Loft and Stockley up front as a duo, whether that's something Portista's thinking of, or whether it, you know he's more of an option off the bench or to freshen things up. I don't know, but if the two of them started up front you wouldn't expect, you know, too much, you know, short passing, it'd be quite, you know, long balls, you know, get the two of them in the game, winning whether they can link up so one of them wins the headers and one chases after it or not, we're not sure but you kind of you know it does sort of smack as if it's going to be going away from the three-flowing football that they've tried to play in in recent times and sort of perhaps marginalise uh, some of the more creative players in the side who have um, one the likes of Ryan Harley and Lloyd James in recent weeks have been some of City's better players and you'd rather have you know, perhaps have the ball at their feet rather than fall back launching long diagonals and bypassing the midfield. But I suppose you know if you look at it, you know, it's an, it's another man in and around the squad. I mean, we were thinking City a little light up front with Ruben Reed having gone, so they needed to to bring somebody in to replace him. Perhaps you know, it's, you know Brunt might be further away from full fitness than we think. You know, or Portisdale Fort. I mean, Robbie Simpson. You know he obviously tried you know tried hard last season, but the goals just didn't come for him, and perhaps he's thinking you know loft is a is a better option than those two to you know to be that you know the reserve target man if stockley's not unav-
0: unavailable for any reason mm. but he's here for you know the rest of the season, so fingers crossed he he does well It'll be interesting to see what sort of impact he he has on the team i think. You know, given the way Tisdale's set out his teams he'll perhaps might not start him as much initially obviously you want Jayden Stockler as the, the main striker um, and yeah I guess with the, the more direct tactic I think particularly at home you can understand it at the moment with the, the current state of the pitch it's very difficult to to get the ball down and, and play it properly but it's working You know, it perhaps isn't the most pleasant on the eye but at the end of the day it's getting the results and for me it's result first, performance second, especially in in League Two when it's such an unpredictable league where you want to get as many points as you can, um, no matter how the goals come. Um let's just look on ahead on Saturday, obviously City aren't playing, it's a great chance for to go and support, you know, other local teams in and around Exeter. Um, and we at Devon Live are hoping to attend the game um, from the Devon Next Exeter League, Exwick Villa against Havwich United in the Premier Division, um, and we're hoping to go and cover it like we do an Exeter City match, um, do a live blog, a match report, speak to the managers after the game, perhaps a few Facebook lives, and um, we want as many people to to go as possible. and It'd be great if um, anyone listening could could pop down for a couple of hours. Um, I'm sure there'll be a few doubts as to. Whether the game will go on given the the weather situation, but they actually play on a 3G pitch, so you'd think it, the game will more likely uh, be on than not. Um, we're also inviting the the Red Legion to to come on down as well. Um, so if anyone there is is listening to this, please um, get in touch with us because we we want to get you guys involved. We think it's great to show you know other local teams um, support and. Um, Let's face it. If Exeter City aren't playing well, what else are you going to do on a, a Saturday afternoon?
1: Yeah, obviously, you know, there's obviously lots of other games going on in and around Exeter or, or further afield. If you know, not all of our Exeter fans are from Exeter; they're you know from further afield. So, obviously, you know, if you can, you know, go along, find a game on a Saturday afternoon, you know, you know, sit there, and, you know, or stand and watch a, a game for ninety minutes. I'm sure the the players all and, and you know managers of those clubs will. Be very much uh, appreciative of you know the extra support on the touchlines and obviously sort of the grassroots games where a lot of the players come through and it needs support to to survive really and you know I suppose we you know, as an element we're perhaps a little guilty of sometimes not giving it the, the coverage that it that it deserves so it would be good to you know see without the city not having a game and Yeovil playing on the Friday night talk United away as well so there's not really a lot of a you know, yeah, professional football going on in in Devon on on
0: the uh, on the Saturday. So go along and find a local team and watch one of those instead. And I believe entry is only two pound to to Exit Villa on Saturday, and you get a program with it as well. So what could be better? And I think it's an early kickoff. I want to say it's quarter past two. So gotta make sure not to be caught out early. I certainly will try not to. Um, let's just have a look. Quick look ahead to, to Forest Green next Tuesday. Um, obviously Wednesday, Wednesday, <laughs> of course. That's going to catch a few people out of it. Yeah. You know? um, obviously, the original game was call off on box Day on. Well, if you can call it a, a footballing surface or a, a swimming pool. Um, given the the previous fixtures between these these two games, um, four meetings. It's going to be another classic, isn't it?
1: Um, well, it's got potential to be. Obviously, the cup games were some two really good games. In fact, you know that they won up at Forest Green earlier in the season. Um, I think less said about the, the Boxing Day game. It never really got going, and I think pretty much everyone knew early on that this there was no chance that that game was was going to finish. But you know, it, it sort of you feel it might sort of favour Forest Green just a little bit because. They're coming into a bit more form. They've obviously, you know, signed Ruben Reid since that last game, and it'll be, and he'll obviously be back at the park to, for, um, you know, obviously to show that he thinks Forest Green played Exeter off the park in every single game they have played this season. So, it will be up to, you know, see if that that continues, or, or, or whether you know Exeter can, you know, get a bit of revenge and make him eat his words a little bit. But, you know, obviously, Christian Doidge keeps scoring goals for Forest Green. They. I think they put five past some you know, teams a couple of weekends ago, and they are looking like a side who I think they're continuing to spend in January. So they're going to make sure that you know they're doing everything they possibly can to make sure that they're still a a league club near that, that next season. And they're getting better as the season goes on. So for Exeter's point of view, they probably would have preferred the game to have you know, been dealt with on Boxing Day because. They look a better side now, Forest Green, than they did earlier in the season. You'd still think Exeter, particularly with the rest, should be the better side. They should should have enough to uh, to get the job done on the day. But it should be a good game, and obviously, uh, you know, slightly ruin a transfer deadline day for everyone as well, playing on the on the thirty first of January. So unlikely to be too
0: many last minute signings, you'd imagine, unless they're from Forest Green. <laughs> Yes, it's certainly going to be a, a massive game for both sides. Obviously, a, a City win, um, given you know no no game on Saturdays. Could be huge in terms of promotion, could really climb up the table. But a win for Forest Green could see them climb out of the the bottom too. So it's going to be a really interesting um, contest. Shall we have a little prediction for the game? I'm going to go 2-0 City. OK, I'm going for goals, but um, given City's impressive home form. I'll also go for a win, but a narrow one, 2-1. One. So there we are. Anyway, uh, thanks very much for, for tuning in. Like I said, if you could pop down to a local game on, on Saturday, like I said, we're hoping to, to get down to Exwood Villa. We'll keep um, any updates on, on devonlive.com. Um, but until then, uh, we'll enjoy the Forest Green game. Um, <laughs> hopefully it will go the distance. Um, <laughs> This time around, and um, hopefully, this time next week, we'll be talking about Lexus City in at least the top three.